Hard Podcast. Season starts tomorrow. We're ready to break down our season predictions. Got lots to cover today, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, PJ. What's up, man? How are you? Bum, bum, dum. Feels good. It is amazing. We have games tomorrow. They're doing it. We're doing it. And we don't have to wait too long before we get to see one live, too, and a good one at that. But uh, it's uh, we got a lot of game, a lot of NBA to watch before we even get to that point. Um, but uh, so before we jump into to things today, I'm gonna gonna cover our league pass predictions. Gonna get into some conference predictions. Hit our awards. Um, talk about this week's games. Then get into some other. Uh, of our takes for the seasons as well. So, without further ado, PJ, I want to hear about your league pass rankings, man. What are like what are the five squads that you're most looking forward to watching on league pass this year? Well, Ultra, I'm so glad you asked. That was so thoughtful of you. Uh, are we gonna go back and forth or? Yeah, why? Well, yeah. yeah, Both give go. Me, give, All me, right. give me a number five. <clears throat> so my number five would be. Um, Kicking it off, things off, uh, team whose roster and constant trades we like to talk about or should be trades, the uh, Denver Nuggets are uh, my number five. I think uh, they're going to be, as far as like league pass teams go, pretty pretty fun to uh, watch just from uh, the fact they're going to score the basketball a lot. And um, I'd say predominantly that's a, a pretty entertaining portion of, of the game of basketball, so... Uh, I think they'll be in some fun games. They'll be pretty high scoring, I think, because they don't really play that much defense. And right. um, I think it'll just be getting a, another year full of the Jokic experience is always cool. Um, and just, yeah, they've definitely added talent to their their team this year. So I'm uh, looking forward to looking checking out them, them Denver Nuggets. Yeah, so Nuggets are number three on my list. Uh, definitely excited to watch them as well, especially with the fact that they're like both on. I mean, talking league pass because they're on the court. Production value is going to be fun to watch. I mean, they're like they just have a lot of guys that are really fun to watch. Like Paul Millsap, you I mean he's kind of a I wouldn't say he's a very sexy player, but outside of him, like. Everybody else is really interesting. Can shoot the ball, like, can put the ball on the floor and make some plays. Uh, and you got a lot of young guys that, you know, like Moutier is, it should be coming in motivated, like trying to make something happen. Murray's trying to prove himself that he could be a point guard at the NBA level, uh, and it's just his second year in the league, and he didn't finish the year last year very strong. So this team does have some question marks, but like you said, uh, with with Jokic kind of leading them. It's gonna be really fun to watch, and they move the ball, and you know we're not not gonna lie, the league pass. You're not really looking to see a lot of defense, and just because no, the Nuggets sir. don't don't have much of that, that's not necessarily a problem. <laughs> no, not from a entertainment factor, no. um, which is primarily, I'd say, what we take into account or we're putting together for our league pass, and I'm sure a lot of other people do as well. But uh, so, what's your what's your next squad? So I've got the Trailblazers, uh, and that's just because I was really in on the whole. Once they got Nurkic uh, from from the, once they got Nurkic from uh, 
Denver. I was, uh, I thought they were super fun. I was pulling for them hard in the playoffs. I, I was, I was pretty high on them, and just unfortunately, yeah, Nurkic got hurt. You know, but that that team is is super fun. Um, Damian TJ obviously are staples, and that that backport court's always um, been one of my favorites to watch. So I'm, but I like them having Nurkic really gives them a, that second di- dimensional, and they're able to do some cool stuff. And yeah, I mean just just from like that last the second half of the season, their little run they went on was super cool. Uh, so I'm I'm putting them on there just because I want to see a full year of that and see if it's one sustainable and two, hopefully it is, and then it's gonna be. A really really fun team to watch um and they're gonna be you know right in the middle of the west so there there's gonna be some serious playoff implications for them throughout most of the year though they'll, they'll be in some big games you know the one thing with them is that uh that west coast thing will <laughs> be a little tough but um you know what we'll, we'll make it work yeah they uh i mean they just missed top five for me but they're they're gonna be a fun fun team and when we cover our favorite players to watch, I mean, I, people know I, I like the. If you listen to this podcast, you know I like the Blazers, but uh, they just they were out of the top five for me mainly, um, mainly because I like with the league pass. I mean, like to see some teams with some changes that occurred over the last year. Now, having said that, there is one team that I'm going to get to at some point that didn't have any huge additions, but I'll get to why I have them where they are in a minute. But uh, so my number five team, because I had the Nuggets at uh, number five or Nuggets at number three, uh, the Timberwolves. Um, they're number five. I, I mean, probably the team I get to watch the most, just because I do live uh, very close to where they play. But um, no, I mean, I like a lot of changes with this team. Like, uh, I'm not really sure what the. I'm not really sure how everything's going to mesh with Wiggins and playing alongside Jimmy. But the and fact Jeff that they T. have they have a lot more talent uh, this year than last year, and I, I really love watching Taj Gibson um, uh, just because he's kind of an old school type of guy. But he's already hitting threes this off season. They uh, he he hit a couple trays when they were over in China, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to kind of see how all of this fits to one another with one another, and see how Gory Diang fits in the mix as well with uh, definitely a decrease in minutes from what he's been used to yeah i'm uh they were like right on the edge for for me they were they were my sixth but um yeah i'll probably end up (laughs) watching more of them than i'm leading myself on to just because of um yeah they're they're probably the for a lot of people like one of the the top teams that people are, are looking at just because of their Young core, the changes, yeah, they've they've made the additions. So um, I know a lot of people are looking at them to be one of the teams that makes a jump. And when you come up with these this cranked up expectations, it's you know, people are, are in some ways. I think they're they'll have a lot of people's eyes on them to one see if they succeed, and others probably are going to kind of root for them to see if it blows up in their face. Uh, but yeah, they've got they've got some likable dudes. Um, like cat, I mean, what I really want, and I know we kind of talked about this last year, but like for me with cat, I feel like he's he's started every year kind of slow, and then he puts on these like crazy second halves, but they really haven't been in contention at that point. 
So um, just another year under Tibbs. I think that consistency, though, is going to help them. But, yeah, as far as, like, just single players, like, he's got to be up there for a lot of people as far as, like, a single guy to tune into. Well, and the second half of Cat's rookie year ended up being the first half of his numbers the next year, and then he took it up a notch. And then I'm hoping that he kind of starts this season where he left off on last season, and then if he can take up another notch in the second half, I mean, then then they're going to be in – you know contention for a top four seed in the west but yeah maybe uh, that's yeah maybe that's more i mean it's just like i i feel like in the first half you're just like last year is i mean we were like all right like let's let's go and it just maybe it was just like our feelings on that timberwolves team overall and it just wasn't he just didn't stand out to me a ton in some of those early games whereas yeah you just saw what he did in the second half so um yeah, my, I mean, my one the, thing, my one thing before we move on from the T Wolves here is like, if Cat's offensive numbers are exactly the same from last year, but he can that, actually play decent defense, I mean, I think that's more of a win than anything because he's yeah, just I mean that's terrible yeah. on the defensive end. So if he can get another couple of blocks and just offer some rim protection, be able to switch on a four, and play, you know, keep him honest along the perimeter. Like he's too athletic to not be able to do that kind of stuff, you know. Right. I think I think Todd like that's. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm sure this is what what Tibbs is going for. But like, I think that's where Taj Gibson is going to help the most. Hopefully, is on that defensive side. Uh, one to be just show cat a few things, like help him in the the defense, but um, probably also relieve some of that pressure and give him a little bit more of a chance to, to actually yeah, try to be that room protector because yeah he might have been one of like the worst big man on defense last year <laughs> you just look at like, how he played yeah he was oh just lazy just lazy i don't do you think it was like i just feel like they were um i just really felt like the tibbs thing just was like really overwhelming for those guys i mean to I, start i would agree with that too but it, I can't tell you how many times that he got switched on a guard. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just His, wouldn't even yeah. try to close out. He just wouldn't even try. I mean, um, we're talking wide open threes for, for guards that would just give him a little hesitation to the hoop, and he just didn't, you know, no effort yeah. in, in closing out on him. And it's just, you can't do that. I mean, it's like you're seven feet tall. It doesn't take a lot of, a, a, like, you can alter and affect their shot a lot easier. And, just too athletic, man. I don't know. Like, that's that's the big thing that I'm going to be looking for Cat this season for sure. But uh, what's uh, who you got for number three, Peach? So I've got uh, the Feds, aka the Sixers. Nice. Um, I think yeah. This so might so be Sixers are my number one. Oh, damn. Sorry, man. No, it's cool. Let's talk Killed about the suspense. Them. No, let's, yeah. let's talk about them. Well, you should get a you get to say your piece for instance. They were your number one. Okay, well they're my number one because our pre-production meetings we didn't discuss these. If you <laughs> couldn't tell, everyone. So we Sixers, like to surprise one another, keep things spicy. Sixers are my number one because they now have a mix of like a very young team still, but with JJ Redick uh, and I really like Robert Covington. They have shooting. Boy. 
they have some guys that can handle the ball and, and Fultz and Simmons, and I think they can stagger the minutes of those two guys. So they always have a playmaker doing things on the court. Um, I just, like, it, you know, everyone, you're going to hear it a million times. If you're listening to this pod, you've probably already listened to some other NBA podcasts this week. Everyone's just hoping that this team stays healthy, and if this team stays healthy, who knows how many games they're going to win uh, and 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 how great they're going to be. But it all starts with Embiid. Like, this guy played. He got finally got some preseason action this last week. I think he scored, what, 18 points in 15 minutes or 20-plus points in 15 minutes. He was, he was playing rec league basketball out there, though. He's, he's just throwing up wild-ass shots and looks. And Yeah, he's... Um, <laughs> I don't just, think he took it very seriously. <laughs> he's special. And I just I want to see him. I want to see all these young, talented guys play with one another. And um, you know, Fultz's shot is kind of bothersome to me. Like, there's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of a lot of stuff coming out about that. It doesn't look very good. Well, yeah, he just decided to not tell anyone, <laughs> change his shot, and it's not good. <laughs> it's not looking good, man. What are you doing? I'm not really sure. Like, that's, like, a pretty just wild thing to just, like, even think about. It's just, like, you went – because he was not a bad shooter. It wasn't like he needed to be, like, improve on that, really. I think his stroke was fine. But that's, like, a mental thing, you know, what it is that he went and did that. But that uh, (laughs) – putting up a lot of red flags for him and just, like, what you – hit the expectations on him but um i mean i'm i obviously i like rooting for joel he's a big uh big uh fan we're, we're both big fans of him as is literally every nba fan i feel I'd, yeah i'm waiting for like people to turn on him but i think that'll happen once he they're like good or if he can't stay healthy uh, but, I mean, what Ben Simmons has done in the preseason has got me the most hyped about them. That's why I put them in there is um, he's looked really impressive. I think with them, kind of like we talked about with the T-Wolves and, and with the Nuggets even, like I think the defensive side is going to be a real challenge for them at points. Um, but I also think... If this team, I mean, based on you look at the over-under for them, for Vegas, like, people are expecting a lot out of them. And I just think with the East being in the spot it's in and a lot of, a lot of really bad teams uh, in, in this conference this year that, like, they, it would be really surprising to me if they, they couldn't make the playoffs and, like, at least sneak in there at, like, a seventh or an eighth, you know, somewhere. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that piece yeah, of it more, yeah. but... Yeah, I mean, this is like the team that everyone is in NBA Twitter has just you know talked about for the last five years. Uh, so this is kind of the all-in moment for them. This is where you hope the the process is finally going to pay off, and we're going to get some to enjoy it finally. Um, but I think yeah, Embiid's the biggest part of that, and I'll I'll, I'll basically consume anything Joel Embiid is doing. So definitely will be. <laughs> Definitely why I'm there on on my list. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, number one for me. I don't really have anything left to say. I just can't wait to watch him. But who you got at? So you're at number two now. My number two would be the uh, OKC Thunder. Uh, Ooh. I, I um am 
This is the team, though, I will... I mean, just as far as, like, consuming them is the team I'm the most interested in. Um, just to see what it looks like. Uh, I'm still... You know, you're like this or anyone else is, but I'm, like, still kind of whiplashed by the fact that they pulled off the moves they made and, like, we're going into a season where, like, one year from losing Katie, like, they've turned this around. Now they've got Mello and Paul George. Um, I think they could just be, like, a wildly fun team this year if it works right in the things that uh, I'm anticipating for them. I it could really turn into like a fun, fun team quickly. Uh, I, I think just those three guys do complement each other really well. Uh, and if it, if it, and what I'm hoping is that Mello does kind of turn in that spot sh- up shooter. He's of any of, of those three guys, like he needs to be able to score without the ball in his hand a lot. And that's asking a lot out of him. So, that is is one of the big draws for me. But if on paper, like what they, they could turn into, like this would be a team that could put on a ton of points and just make some teams look really silly because they've got, I think, outs like the of, and we did talk about this a couple episodes ago maybe, but like just looking at their, their starting five, I, I think in of the teams in the West, like they, they would be the best team to go up against the Warriors Warriors starting five if you know everything works out and they, and they play play off each other as well as you hope because um, in, in my mind in some ways you look at like what the Thunder were kind of doing with Mbaka and it always annoyed me because just it I didn't like Mbaka being away from the rim but if he just gets like th- some of those looks early like Melo is Melo is a very good spot up shooter I just think he's been on with the Knicks like he's had to have the ball in his hand he's honestly not as good of a shooter off the dribble so hopefully he he's willing to accept that and you know when Russ him and PG-13 are on the court together like they'll uh they'll be able to get him involved though too because that's like I mean I think for me watching Russ that's where we got to see if he's going to be able to transition back into you know being a, a point guard still but Knowing he's got to distribute the ball at points and get other guys going, and not just you know be the single driving force for that team. Yeah, I mean they're they're unquestioned. Like they were they were very close to my top five as well uh, for all the reasons you just mentioned. Um, my I'm less I'm optimistic with how Mel is going to fit with all of this, just because I think he knows yeah. if he's going in there expecting to be the number two guy or two a or whatever he's he's just sorely mistaken that's not him anymore but he's a perfect like third scoring threat i mean if Melo's your third scoring threat you're in a pretty good spot so if he if he's embracing that my i'm what i'm really interested to see is how is paul george gonna mesh with russ and are these two gonna have enough chemistry uh, is Paul George going to have the ball in his hands enough? Uh, see, knows? I think that's... See, I think the Paul-George-Russ dynamic is was going to be like good no matter what. I'm not saying it's going to necessarily be yeah. bad. It's just the number one thing that I, I would be most interested for this team is how how is that going to work? And then um, I think the reason they kind of fell out is because like, 
as good as Roberson is on the defensive end, watching that guy try to play basketball is just it's pretty brutal from an offensive perspective. So got to knock him a little bit. But I, I got some. Take your shots. I've got some love for OKC and like I like every, almost every single thing they did this offseason. I was a fan of. Yeah, I just yeah. I mean that's that's kind of what it hits for me is yeah what you just said there is I just cannot wrap my mind around the fact that they pulled off the moves they did and like how Sam Presti turned this team around and I just know like from my own personal just like if this team hits and, and does what what I think they can do and and hits their their potential like, I'm just gonna be addicted to these these <laughs> these this Thunder team because. It will be super fun, and like the little bits of you saw from the preseason, whatever. I like I saw that, so I just I'm going off maybe a little recency bias, whatever the case may be. But I I mean I just would be shocked if Melo's coming into this and like not ready to be that number three. Uh, but I because I I think what Paul George and I think Paul George and Russ are going to complement each other super well in this thing, but. Like, it's on those three guys in general just to, to be able to coexist. And it's probably going to take them a couple months, but, like, I'm hoping we're talking in January about just them just ripping and roaring and doing some wild stuff, and we can have our little segment. Hopefully they're, like, the number two. And we're like, oh, could they beat Golden State in a seven-game series? Like, I want to – of, of the, the teams and everyone that's, that's changed this year, like, they're the team I really want to be – the the serious contender to go up against Golden State. Well, I think it is. Uh, it's definitely possible, man. But um, let's let's move on. I haven't gotten my four fourth team yet here. So <clears throat> my number four is the Lakers. Uh, this is a bit of a homer. I I still am a bit of a Lakers fan, but I have really I'm drinking the Lonzo Kool Aid. Uh, I think that they're just a super fun team. And they're not going to win a ton of games. I don't think they're really. They, there's no shot in my mind that they would get a playoff berth in the Western Conference. But no. on night to night basis, they're gonna they're gonna do some really fun stuff, and they're gonna be fun to watch. So that's what that's why I've got them on my list. Yeah, the Lonzo thing could get really cool. Um, like the hype around him was like summer league was pretty insane. Uh, I feel like Kuzma's kind of taken some of his his thunder amongst Laker fans recently, sure but has, yeah. uh, the Lonzo thing could just get to be a really cool thing to, to watch. Um, I kind of feel like he's going to struggle a little bit at first, and that's fine. It's like that's just it's a thing for, for rookies to, to do, <laughs> as they've been known to do in the past. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm wondering with him – like when he does turn out, because I do think he's going to be phenomenal. Um, but if he's able to early on make some jump shots and actually make people play it, play on him, uh, that team could be really, really tight. And and the energy he brings with his his game and that he, he f- other guys feed off of, like you saw the minute the Lakers played in the summer league. So getting the actual guys that are on this roster and the the starters um i think that that's going to be a good thing too for magic and the just the front office to be able to go and say all right like who who are the guys that we actually want to keep around here and you know as we're, we're progressing through this rebuild like who are the 
the core pieces because I think there's gonna be some dudes on this team that are gonna play themselves out of a Lakers uniform. Um, yeah, Ju- I was looking Julius, at my boy Julius Randle as Randall one of them. Has, uh, has a big season ahead of him. That's for sure. Yeah, he he needs to uh, yeah really step up to <laughs> this year. And he's in incredible shape, but I mean. That's kind of the story of the NBA offseason now. Is guys just get like totally jacked, but usually it doesn't translate to necessarily them being, you know, that much better. Um, yeah, it was him board, and so. him and uh, him and Nikola Mirotic just putting on the the LBs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, like you said, Nikola's two sixty now. Is he really? Yeah. Oh my god. He added like twenty five pounds of muscle. Well, Julius, I'm guessing, lost weight. He's just like cut. I mean, that guy's looking good, but, um, I mean, he needs to be able to, like, being able to bang, and he looks, he's, like, his verticals that he, I mean, he's dunking on people this NBA preseason, like, he's he's looking really athletic, it's just, he needs to get enough range to really be able to play in today's modern, like, he at least gotta be able to guard fours uh, that are gonna be shooting on the perimeter, and I'm just not sure if he can stay with those, those guys, but mm. maybe, maybe he's gonna have a chance to show it this year. Who do you? So are you at your number one, right? Yeah, my number one's not really going to shock anyone. Uh, if you've listened to half an episode of this at any point, uh, be the Milwaukee Bucks will be my number one team um, because of this 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 guy they call Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm not sure. Which, I, it's up to you how much you want to go on him now. I'm guessing he's going to be coming up. Um. I'm be saving my my whole Bucks thing for a little bit later, but if Fair I enough. have them at number one, I I think it's a nice little teaser for everyone uh, what's coming later in this pod. Well, my last team I got here is the I have the Wizards at number two, and for really one reason, that's because I just love watching John Wall play basketball. Uh, I think he is his speed is just yep. I there's not another game that you can watch that you see a guy move like John Wall does. And um, I just, like, he's a guy that I haven't, I, I, like, watched him a ton in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. It was just like, damn, I, like, I gotta, I gotta watch this guy more. He's I just, gotta get me some more of that John Wall. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly, that's exactly right. So, they're, yeah, they're I mean, my number two. Plus, I do, very interested to see if a deal ends up happening. This is maybe a little preemptive. I'd like to see them deal for boogie this season i like i like the little is that a thing yeah i mean i'd love for it to be a thing i mean there's a, there's been a little chatter they, like auto they por- give up porter auto porter well, yeah but that would have to be like because porter's got the new deal like they went when they they couldn't move him till the deadline right it would it'd have to be a while yeah and i mean i don't think I don't think the Pelicans are going to move Boogie unless it's looking like they're not going to make the playoffs, which I think is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, on especially that, now, yeah. On that with, note, with no Rondo, I was kind of hyped on them. I was going to kind of give give them as like a sleeper a sleeper shout out, but when Rondo went down, I was like, Nah, this is this won't really be a good argument. So we'll we'll remove that. Fair enough. Um, Took it off the agenda, folks. Should uh, should we move on to some sleepers, Peach, or do you want to talk uh, talk about our award picks? I mean, 
let's, I mean, we could do the awards. I mean, I think there's just, we got to either that or we, we just go into on both these conferences and just like overall. Yeah, let's do Kind of the big what? headlines of that. Yeah, so how, how about we do it this way? How about um, let's do it by conference and you just want me to want to give me your top eight and I'll give you my top eight and then we can we can talk it through. Sure. All right, hit me. Let's who your playoff teams in the West. We going West first. All right. Um so eight I have the Nuggets. Gonna possibly sneak in there, I think. Um they were close last year. Um, I think with Paul Millsap, that's going to hopefully put them over the edge. But I've got the your Minnesota T-Pups at seven. Uh, I think the, the Jazz are going to take a little bit of a drop, but they'll be six. Um, then those, those, those Trailblazers that we were talking about a little bit ago, mm. I think will be the five this year. Um, and that's completely buying in on the Nurkic edition. And that little big three of theirs, um, I think could could be nice. Um, then I've got the Rockets as the four, um, and then I've got Thunder as three, and then Spurs, Golden State. So I'm a I'm not. I was like going through this, and I just with those top four in the West, I. For for whatever reason, I just could not convince myself to to drop the Spurs. <laughs> they, I just am like, I don't want to. I just uh, of all the things in the NBA, like they are the most one of the most consistent regular season teams. And I mean, depending on how OKC and and Houston, I mean, if we were talking like a second year with those cores for those two teams, but like. I think it's going to take them some time. I think it's going to take a lot of these teams' time that have, have made these big roster overhauls. Uh, so just with that, I guess, hypothesis in my mind, I was like, I got to respect the, the pop, pop system and just that team. And, you know, we talked about it at the end of last year. We talked about it, like, you penciled them in. I mean, they won 60 games last year. Um so like I can't just ignore that and just pretend like they're they're not gonna be be in there. So that's like I think for me when I was going through this like I wanted to make the case, but I also was like, ah, you're kind of smart and you should just know not to bet against them until the Spurs have actually shown you that <laughs> you're kind of they smart. they can't. Yeah, <laughs> I, only in this only in the way that I know like if I'm about to do something dumb, I'm like, oh, you're kind of being an idiot. Uh, Pretty self aware. Really something else, yeah. Maybe, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm uh, I'm gonna go with <laughs> go with old Pop and the boys, and uh, I'll let the I'll let OKC and Houston prove me wrong before I let the the one of the most consistent franchises in sports do exactly what I expect them to do. <laughs> sure. So uh, I had a really tough time with the two through four in the West. Really, I I, I think most people think it's likely going to be thunder spurs rockets in some order and that's what i have them in so i have warriors thunder spurs rockets as my top four seeds in the west um and i had i had spurs there for a while um i had spurs in the number two two uh spot for a while but ended up ended up switching them out um just because i think i think the thunder are going to mesh i think that they have just too too much star power um, 
and uh, and the Spurs. I just Tony Parker's not healthy going into the season. Kawhi Leonard's not healthy going into the season. He won't be playing on Wednesday. Uh, and while I think that Kawhi is probably not going to miss a ton of time with his nagging hamstring injury, I do think that if you're going into the season with something like that, it's not a good sign. And uh, I could just I think it's going to hurt them enough that they they fall a spot. And the Rockets, I think they're going to be playing really great basketball by the second half of the season. But I think the James Harden, Chris Paul, getting that to work really well from from day one, I think will be will be tougher so i have them at the number four but then i have um rounding it out i have, yeah. have the t-pups at five so i have them a little higher <laughs> got the nuggets at six i've got the blazers at seven the clippers at eight wow you dropping dropping the jazz off huh yeah i'm not a believer in ricky rubio and gobert and favors sharing the court at the same time <laughs> good luck I mean, I'm I'm expecting like in my mind for them, it's like one of those things. Like I think Rodney Hood's gonna be able to help replace the uh, production from Hayward. He's gonna get some of those those shots that that Hayward ha- was getting last year. Um, and I've like really bought in on the whole Donovan Mitchell hype train pretty hard. Yes, yeah, I just haven't. Um, I mean, I like I, I think he's nice. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's gonna come in and be like a what. 18 4 and 4 guy right away and play good defense like I, come on man I just think that that's I think that's a little high I mean he could be a nice little piece for them rotational player but I don't think he's going to be a ton more than that this season man see ultra you just we we got to teach you to learn some lessons from your past mistakes we were both uh, last year just the most non-believers in the jazz of all the teams. Well, guess what? They they got Ricky Rubio now, and they lost Gordon Hayward. I'm not anointing them a playoff spot. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. But they play they play really good team ball, Ultra. You know, they they move the ball around. They're going to be a really good. Play really solid team they're defense. They're going to be a good know? defensive team. But they have uh, they yeah. have a point guard that can't shoot. But hey, I think I well. Here's the 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 key though, and I think Quinn and the the Jazz organization know this that if they they're not liking Ricky's style and how he's playing at any point, all they have to do is kind of float out that they might be trading into the Knicks, and he is gonna just kill it for them. Then it's actually a really good point. But the, I mean, I think the Dante Axum injury does hurt them a little bit too. I was really excited to yeah, see what sucks. he could do this season. Yeah, that I just. I'm not, yeah, I'm not buying to that. And honestly, I, I, I had a tough time having the Clippers on here too. I don't, I don't. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's gonna work great. Although I think that if they're all healthy, they can do some stuff. I love Patrick Beverly, uh, Gallinari. I'm far from the highest person on him, but when he's healthy, like he can knock down threes, stretch the floor, uh, run the court pretty well, and then DeAndre Jordan's gonna still get you a handful of blocks defend the rim get you 10 and 10 so it's not like they don't have anything uh i just i mean they got a lot of pro basketball players but like they just i mean i i could see the clippers making the playoffs but then i think what you're telling me is blake's gonna be first or second team all nba like he's gonna have a and be and to do that he'd have to be healthy for the whole right, year exactly and i just that's 
has not been true in the last few years. So I just don't see it happening. And so another thing is, so you and I both, you know, the other fringe Western Conference teams are, you know, a few of these teams we that we have in our top eight, but then definitely not. Neither of us are believers in the Grizz, and neither of us are believers in the Pelicans. So, and the Pelicans, I can I definitely understand, given that they don't really have much of a note, like they have little to no wing depth. And uh, they're trying to play two traditional bigs. Granted, two of the best in the league, but still, two traditional bigs together. Yeah, I'm just, I'm wondering, them, I just don't know if they're going to be able to score with a lot of these other teams in the West. Um, I think they're they're going to be playing some uglier games. I almost had the Grizzlies in there, though. I was, I went back between them and the Nuggets for a considerable amount of time. And I'm just, I'm wondering if the fact that you just that losing Zebo and Tony Allen, like just from a leadership and that gritty grind that they they've played the last seven eight years, you know that that team's identity kind of walked out the door on them. Uh, so how that that team kind of continues on, and I mean for them it was really never like they never really have have gone on these giant runs throughout the season. They've just been consistent and they just war teams down um and just they would win a lot of games that probably shouldn't have in the regular season uh when you just look at the last couple of years for them uh i just i feel like when you lose those two guys that you know if you look at what they've meant to the grizzlies like they're both gonna they already came out said that zebo and tony allen are gonna get their jerseys retired like they were fan favorites um like that just that seems like a lot to just like remove from a team. That's just like I mean, if anything, it's just I mean that's their identity, right? So, Ken Conley could because again like that culture and everything. I really like Fizdale though, so um, you know take that for data. That's how it's <laughs> for that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're like a fringe though, like that. I mean, but you know if you. Really, you know, put put a gun to my head on it. I mean, I'd like to think the Nuggets are going to be able to take a step up because they at least added. I mean, they added where where you look at the Grizzlies' lost pieces. So, um, yeah, that's a that is one I I was thinking about a lot, but I did not have the Clippers anywhere in my mind as far as a team that I thought would make the playoffs. So I'm surprised to to hear you say that. I think it's going to be close. I mean, I like. I think of them, and I think them and the Jazz will be battling it out for that eight seed. And I just, I have made it abundantly clear at this point how I feel about the Jazz. So I just couldn't put the Jazz at number eight. <laughs> um, let's let's move on to the East here. So give me your give me your uh, playoff teams. All right. Well, so I've got eight. I have the Pacers. We got the Sixers at. Seven, Hornets, the fake ass Raptors, the Wizards, Bucks, Celtics, Cavs. So let that permeate for a hot second. So um, give me your seven and eight again. Sorry. Sixers and Sixers are at my seventh seed, and the Pacers are my eight. Only because someone has to make the playoffs in the East. So do you have the, even do you have no the Heat out to. of there? Oh, actually, 
I forgot about the Heat. <laughs> I was like, dang, you're high on the Pacers, man. I'm going to put the Heat in. That's silly. You got the Heat in. The Heat are my seventh, and the Sixers, the Sixers are. Okay. The Heat are my seventh, and now the Sixers are my. Damn. I'm sorry, Heat. That was fucked up of me. <laughs> I completely, when I was doing this, I kind of forgot about them, but. It's okay. To full disclosure, I I picked my eight for the Eastern Conference, and I forgot the Celtics at first. <laughs> that makes you feel oh, better. Yeah, it's a little little worse. I mean worse. the the Heat were like the one team that everyone wanted to make the playoffs because they actually were like Amazing. outperforming like their talent well, by that, so they, much. They won seventy five percent of their games over the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, they went on a ridiculous run, and we lost lots of money betting against them because we kept thinking that streak was going to end, and it really didn't. Yeah, I mean, well, when they beat the Warriors and the Cavs, (laughs) it's like, well, (laughs) Well, what can you do? All right, well, my uh, – so here's what I got here. So I've got – I'll start uh, bomb the top here. So I had the Sixers getting the eighth seed. I have the Raptors with the seventh seed, followed by the Heat. Hornets at the five seed, Bucks, Celtics, Wizards, Cavs. You have the Wizards at the two. Yep. Wow. I got the Wizards That's at fair. the two. I think they've got some, you know, they had a terrible starts the last season and ended up winning, I think, 40, 49 games. Uh, the Celtics ended up winning just over 50. And I think the Celtics are actually in a – I think they're going to finish with the worst record next season, yeah. um, just because a lot of mo- a lot of moving parts. Not as uh, they don't have as much depth, um, and I think it's just going to take a while for uh, Gordon Hayward and Kyrie to to learn to play with one another. Horford, I think, mix it like is going to mix well in pretty much any situation. But um, the Wiz, on the other hand, while uh, the pull of Shammers. I'm a fan. Uh, their backup bigs are just uh, they just their, their well, bench is just pretty terrible. Their bench is bad. But I I, I really benches. like Bradley Beal. Otto Porter is a really nice fit for them, and he's like a, I mean he's a three and D, but he's a really great version of a three and D guy, and a very expensive one at that. So I like the Wizards at, yeah. at the two seed. Yeah, I mean the only thing that shook me about the Wizards was I just was their depth. Uh, and man, like, just because of Bradley Beal's injury history, like I was looking at them and just thought, man, you know, if like he goes down, like where do you kind of put them then? At that point, like that's a lot to put on John Wall. Um, yeah, if they just had like a guy or two on that bench that I felt solid about, uh, I would probably would have put them there because I guess my big like thing when I was looking at the East and. Um, why? I mean, for one, so just like from the the teams that we have talked about, you know, there's been there's a lot of change that went on. I'm not sure if you've you know been on a thing called the internet and seen that you know a lot of these teams have, have new pieces. Um, and just I think for the Cavs and Celtics both, it is going to take them a couple of months. And so automatically, like for me, I looked at. You look at the Bucks, Wizards, and Raptors as like the three next strongest teams in this conference, and all of them have kept relatively uh, the same core of guys. I mean, no one really made any significant changes there. 
uh, and I they're not by any means like they don't they all three of those teams have talent um, and, and and pretty solid cores, but uh, those fake ass Raptors I'm just sick of. Well, yeah, I'm sick of I've trying to think. Too. I got them at seven seed. They lost a ton. They lost a lot. A lot of uh, a lot of nice pieces off their bench. Even though I love. I yeah. love CJ Miles with them. That was a signing I really, I yeah. really wanted the T Wolves to make. Yeah, I like Norman Paul a lot. I'm like high on him, but um, yeah, this team is just trash. I like can't. I'm like really done with them because they just they're like just because they like have a lot of talent. Like yeah, they're gonna be in the and just now they're playing the East, but of like those teams like. They lose to dog ass teams. Like the Bulls are probably gonna beat them <laughs> again. Like they're gonna keep that it's going against the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, like they just let up so many dumb regular season games that they should win. And like where I feel like the Bucks and the Wizards both just have like a little bit more of an edge to them. Like they're not. Like I don't really consider the Bucks or the Wizards to be that soft of a team. And the the freaking the Raptors are one of the probably are the softest team in the NBA. Like I, it, any any chance that they have to blow a fourth quarter lead, like they just do some of the dumbest things against some of the worst teams. Right. Uh, so like, yeah, I'm just like done pretending that they're even like remotely like a contender. Well, it just sucks the Bucks, to hold it back, right? I, I mean, yeah, well, I don't know what else they're supposed. I mean, like, kind of in a weird spot, like because they just signed tomorrow, and that's it, like. But that's like a weird. I don't. I don't know if I agree because everyone else is tanking. You know what I mean? Like that. And the Raptors, I just can't Save see that. I mean, until next season when no one else has caps. But you already committed to Demar. You know what I mean? Like you committed yeah, to Demar. Demar has like one you terrible season by himself on this team. Then you figure it out. Mm. I like that way more than just all right. We're gonna throw thirty million at Kyle Lowry and then we're capped out the next few years. I don't like that. I mean, I think that's just showing that they're kind of a a joker. Or they're I mean, just like, content I just with don't, being getting to the second round of the playoffs every year. I mean, they draw. I mean, like, yeah, dude. I mean, they draw. I think as long as you have those people in the, they get the shot every playoff of them. All those people watching from outside and just all of that. Like, they'll they'll continue to to keep it going. Um, but yeah, man. Like the Bucks when the Bucks lost, like they said after the season, they said it. During media day this year was just like we thought we were the better team and we like messed up like so like you have a, a team like the Bucks who really don't have like are just up and coming and they're like they have no respect for you right. I mean that got that I think says a little, just a lot about the the Raptors like you could be a phrasing is a lot better you know you know like we were we were competitive like that's encouraging but. So many of those dudes just flat out said, like, yeah, we were the better team that series, and we just, like, we lost it like they didn't win it type of stuff. Um, so just, like, hearing that kind of stuff, I'm like, all right. Like, I'm just, I'm over you, Raptors. Like, please go right. away. I can't wait for the Bucks to beat the crap out of you all year. And, like, yeah, man, I, like, think the, and, like, I, I guess I'll, I can get into it real quick, but, like, I think the Bucks are going to get pretty... I'm like banking on them having a pretty fire start to the year because I mean they play the Celtics three times before January. They play the Cavs twice. Like they they get to hit some of these teams in their own conference. That I mean they get to play those two teams early 
when I think they're both gonna have to a lot to figure out. They're not they're not even have to play the Cavs with Isaiah till March. You know, like so I think they're gonna be able to pick up some like early games on some of these teams more than like even the the Which, Wizards. Uh, I just have to get into this too much, but how do you feel about Jabari not getting an extension today? Yeah, um it it makes sense. I mean I think if like and same with like Levine didn't get one either. I mean I think those guys coming off injury, like you just kind of have to eat it, like because it doesn't make sense to me. To the more I thought, like, I mean, you could max them, sure, but like, why do it if there's no pressure and like see how they co- he comes back after the knee? I mean, to have two of those, like, eighteen months is sucks. It really does. I think he'll be okay. Um, I think what it's going to do is allow him to be, come back and be a six man for the team, which in a lot of ways I think is his kind of destiny on this team if he remains on the Bucks, is like he's really good with the ball in his hand and it's just they've not done a great job with giving him that chance. Like him kind of being put in the corner on a lot of these possessions is just kind of a waste of his talent. Um, but you Giannis ball dominant guy I think if you stagger their minutes enough and you at least make sure Giannis or Jabari is on the court come February, March, and when he comes back, I think that could, you know, one, it will be a really nice, like, added piece for them towards the middle of the season, back half of the season. But, yeah, I mean, if, if you really thought he was healthy, good, and you could get him, like, great. But if worst case, like, I mean, he's restricted and someone maxes him next year like you'll have the inside info like you'll know what that needs like and i've seen him day in and day out and like know if it's ultimately like how he comes back from the second one if it's something you're willing to you know mess with if it's worth right. it or not um let's uh real quick let's who do you think who do you think's gonna win the tank of palooza this year this will be the last team in the league worst record only the Bulls, only the Bulls, only the Bulls will win. <laughs> Ten games. Like 18 <laughs> games. Yeah, dude, they're going to be pretty garbage. I'm, uh, I'm really buying a lot of stock in the Justin Holiday game, though. I think he's going to probably be their leading scorer for, for most of the year. Maybe when Levine comes back, but he's like the only he's like the only guy that's actually like looked competent he as a basketball been. player. But uh, um, I'm pretty hyped on him. But yeah, I mean the Hawks are gonna be really bad, especially if Schroeder is suspended for his little little off the court incident. Um, just hate when you get those punchy <laughs> point guards. It's never good, and especially when you have a bunch of other really bad players on your team. Have your best player be that dude is unfortunate. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's some the the East is gonna be wild in that regard because I think it's gonna be funny to watch some teams. Like, I think a lot of teams plan this year to tank, and there's just like other teams are just gonna be able to do it better. And like, I think the Bulls are gonna be able to do it really well. I can't really like Robin Lopez was like 
I looked around and realized I'm the best player on this team. And it's like, yeah, you are, dude. Yeah, it's not good. Um, they were they were the team that first came to mind for me, too. Uh, I would say that the Suns could make a run, though. I think this. Yo, but the Suns have. But nah, the Suns are like. Compared to the Bulls, like the Suns actually have like a guy. Like, I mean, Devin Worst Booker can score. Though. I don't think that blood or better, better. Well, yeah, I mean that's the, the Suns are in a much better conference. They're going to be pe- playing against better competition on a nightly basis. Uh, it's a good point. I mean, they. I just feel like the Suns and the Lakers are clearly the two worst teams in the West. But I think if you put either of those teams in the East, like. They would, they would destroy. So many of the like, they are those two teams. I think are better than the Hawks, Nets, Bulls, and Magic. Like I would, I would take either the I would take the Suns or the Lakers over any of those four teams. But like some of these teams are gonna like try. Like the Pacers really should have tanked. They're gonna be like adequate enough to, you know win 35 games or so like they'll just be in the middle there um i mean i think the nets have no the nets have no reason not to try so that's like of a benefit but and like the knicks too like i think the knicks are gonna try and even though they really shouldn't um so i mean i think it's gonna be like the hawks and the bulls just trying to really just suck it up just suck all over the court but and i, I mean vegas picked those are the two teams with the lowest over-unders um, but I said, I think the Bulls are going to be able to do it slightly, slightly better. If anything, the Hawks have the, my least favorite NBA player, Ursani Lissova, that will make phantom buckets. I think, like I said, my theory, they just kind of award him points. They don't actually, I've never, like, he doesn't actually score them. They just kind of, yeah, I forgot, I forgot attribute you, basket to hated Ursan that much. I have the most irrational hate for that guy. He annoys the shit out of me. Let's not get into this. Uh, you've spent enough time. No. I've spent enough time on your son Silver for this podcast alone. But um, so before you know, let's hit on our awards next. But are we going to see the same finals this year? Yeah, I think so. I'm uh, I'm not ready to give the Celtics this this love yet. I think so too. I think. I, I would be, I'd be shocked. Yeah. Unless the unless LeBron somehow got hurt, I would be shocked. He's, yeah, he's just not gonna let Kyrie do that to him. I'm with you, man. I just don't see it happening. I think that it's gonna end up. I think it's, it's gonna be. It ends up being. Um, it would not surprise me if it ends up being Warriors Thunder in the West, and that would be. That would great, be tight. but. Uh, That'd be so cool. But I think we're gonna see. I think we will see Celts, Celtics, Cavs um, again. And uh, I see the I see yeah. Cavs coming out of that. And then we're get so yeah. if this ends, if this it's ends gonna up be happening, it's gonna though, be. Tell me right now, who's gonna win the finals? Oh, I, I mean the Warriors are gonna win. Like I'm not gonna. I need to see Isaiah playing with the Cavs and like knowing he's all right Even before I like it, it being entertain the Cavs hype. I'm pretty upset with the Cavs. They killed the road tripping crew. They broke them up. 
Richard Jefferson signed with the Nuggets today. Um, that's a little sad, sad, sad news from the from the Cavs yep. culture. But I'm pretty excited because I, I it's like one of the first things I thought about after the Kyrie thing. I just really lately have it just kind of made me laugh. Um, even though Kyrie's my boy, it's gonna be pretty funny to watch LeBron just smother him on defense in the fourth quarter of the conference finals this year. Yeah. He's, he's gonna, gonna get like he's gonna war, be, oh, oh it's good. <laughs> yeah, like it's gonna turn into this thing where like it maybe like it I mean, we'll see it tomorrow night. I don't, I mean hopefully LeBron plays, but Especially in the finals, I mean, it's just like he's gonna get the Derrick Rose. Tre- Derrick Rose is gonna look and be like, "Yep, I know what that's like, you idiot. Why'd you want to yep. leave?" Yep. Like, Derrick, but man, I I wanted to call him and let him know it's no not fun, but guy wanted to get traded. Like it is, especially because they've got Crowder. I mean, it's like there that's gonna happen. Like it's just see it coming. And it is going to be super funny to see what Ky- how Kyrie yep, reacts to I, it. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, so I, I I don't have a ton to add. I think I agree with you. I think it's going to be we're going to see another another rematch in the finals. And um, if I was going to put money on it, I, I'd put it on the Warriors right now. They're they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be good. Yeah, I mean the the thing with them and like the only thing i can say earlier i do feel like just with what's going on in the west like they're gonna have to be careful i mean i think they're it's not going to be as easy for them by any stretch um and i mean the factor with them has always been like you know curry or durant goes down but i uh i mean in my mind as long as KD is healthy like they're good yeah like they'll they'll be fine and that's wild to think, like, but Steph is Steph is like so secondary to me after those finals. I'm just like, this is KD's team, like whatever, like yeah. let's go. Like I think I think he is just coming off of that. I mean, he's being still like he's his petty pettiness, and I love NBA pettiness. So I think he is gonna have a real nice push here uh, this season, just to. Uh, put up some bonkers numbers and i think he's just like comfortable now and then coming off and just doing what he did in the finals i i just think he's like that basket's gonna look huge to him all year and that's he's i mean he's super fun when he's just shooting the ball like i just when he's got his confidence and all that like there's few people i like watching play basketball right. more um well let's let's get to our awards here man like i want to I know. So, full disclosure, we we talked, we laid some bets on MVP a few a week or so ago. So we've talked about these a little bit, but um, if you, and not that's, you those are, that all has to do with odds. This is just what we actually think is going to happen, not necessarily the best value. So, uh, let's start with rookie of the year. Who you got? So I have. I went back and forth on this, but I'm going to go with. I picked Dennis Smith. Um, just from the perspective, he's going to be on a bad team. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. And I think he's going to get a ton of hype. He's been doing some amazing things in the preseason and putting up some crazy highlights. Um, was a guy with, well, I wanted the Bulls to, I was like him and Malik Monk were the two dudes I really wanted the Bulls to take. 
Uh, and they had a chance to take both of them. They did not take either. Um, so I'm going to be really, really looking, like, just watching a lot of Dennis Smith basketball to see how how he plays. But I'm pretty hyped on him. He was – he's a uh, – it's kind of like that Steve Francis, that, that bulldog, just mean, mean kind of streak to him that I think will, especially like this year, like I think he's just gonna, like, just by by way of like who else is on that team, um, he may hurt the Yogi Ferrell thirty point game stock, but um, <laughs> we'll see. Well, uh, I've got another rookie point guard, but I've got my LA guy. Yeah. You got Alonzo. I mean, I think it's like those two dudes. I mean, and Simmons. I mean, I was I was thinking about Ben Simmons pretty hard, but I just I feel like he um they're gonna have to figure out like if he's just gonna have the ball in his hand as much, if he's gonna run point for them all the time or you know, what they kinda do with him. But yeah, let me hear let me hear the Alonzo yeah, case. Yeah, so the Alonzo case is that he's just gonna get a ton of run of point guard. <laughs> Uh, and have twenty assists. He, we hit. Up, we talked about this a little bit already, but he's. I, I honestly believe he's one of the better passers in the league already. I mean, I just. Do got, you? So I had this. Like, how many? I said the over under at five triple doubles this I year. I think he will him. have more than five triple doubles this year. Okay. Yeah, he might. <laughs> I don't, he, I, it seems like five's about what he's going to get, right? Well, what's going to be wild with him is, yeah, I mean, I just said five just because I like, I think what you're going to see a lot of, I feel like, is he's going to have a lot of like eight, 12, and 12 games. Yeah. Like yeah. he's, it's like, he's just going to be hovering like, the scoring piece for him is like what I just, I don't know if it's there yet, but, um, I do. I mean, I think with him that I'm like impressed about the most is that he's not afraid to shoot. Uh, even though he's not like doesn't have the best stroke, or whatever. But I mean, that's like the thing that always like frustrates me about some guys that can't shoot. It's like if you're open, like you have to take it, unless you're just like broke. And uh, yeah, and Lonzo's like shot no, isn't he's, broke. He's knocked down. He's some just in both summer league and in preseason. Yeah, he. I think he's just streaky, and I think if he continues to work on it, like he'll get there. But like that's one of those things that like frustrated me so much about Rubio at points. Is like he would like not shoot, like he would do yeah, everything he could not to shoot. to shoot. And like the only person that's really good at that was not a shooter was like Rondo, but like that's a tough game to play now. Like you can't really be that kind of point guard in today's game. Like if guys are gonna sag off, you have to shoot and you have to take. And like, I mean, if you miss some, like just consider it as like a open practice. Like <laughs> you know, like continue to get those, but. Um, and the Lakers are in a position where, like, they can't pull him. Like, and he'll make enough plays for other guys as well that, like, he'll still yeah, be, like, a worthy he's start. Get, he's not a great defender, but he, he gets some steals. He's going to get just a ton of assists. He's going to have nights that he's hot and can put up 20 points along with those assist numbers. Um, and so I think he's going to have a really good shot. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. And I think he has some, some young talent yeah. around him that can make things interesting. But uh, I'm interested to yeah. hear. Go ahead. I'm a. Oh, I was just gonna make a quick. Hey, Chris Dunn, if you're listening, listen to what I said about shooting, dude. He's like 
patient uh, X boy, for that well, as well. I know this uh, just as well as anyone, man. He had a real rough season last year. But, hey, I, Yeah. He's got Fred. He's got coaching. He's got my – he's got Mr. Shooting Coach Fred. On. I hope he does. I hope he can put it together. Fred helped Dwayne Wade's hey. jump shot, so. Maybe he'll do something with him. What? Uh, who's your sixth man? Uh, my sixth man, we're kind of talking about this before. I put JR down. Um, you know, last week we were talking. I don't really think he should be coming off the bench, but – if Dwayne Wade's going to get the token start just because of who he is and he's best friends with LeBron, like that sign, um, I think it's it'll be JR's. JR will be able to, to win six man if he's right. you know eligible and able yeah, to, no, to get a, that. So That's a good pick. As of right now, just thinking about it, that's what we're going to rock and roll with because I – picking six man it's is weird. Tough. It is like a weird award to pick. There's like three guys I feel like you so, can only pick from. And I almost wanted to pick Jamal Crawford because I think that'd be <laughs> awesome be, if you want it. That's not happening. I that'll that'll be honestly who I'm rooting for more than I love Jr. He's one of my favorite players, but I also Jamal Crawford's an OG, and it'd be super fun if so you want. So I have I have at Patrick Patterson as my sixth man. Uh, oh, really, that's I, a fire pick. He, I like that pick a lot. He's going to get so many open threes for the Thunder this year. And I think they could play a little small ball five Damn, with him. That's a really uh, good he's pick. He's going to get a lot of run. Like, try a little small ball five in those lineups. You can play him at the four um, when you shove Paul George at the three and want to keep Steven Adams in there. Like, I just think he fits with a lot, a lot of what they're going to want to do when he just provides shooting and rebounding and exactly what they need. Um, so, I, uh, man. That one slipped by me. All my my thunder, yeah, that, thunder love. That I signing, kind of completely. I that, keep forgetting that, that he's on a team. To be honest, like I the, when okay. So no no shade towards Taj because I'm excited and I think he's gonna fit well with the Wolves. But everyone's everyone and their mom is yeah, worried careful. about their spacing and having shooting, and they really needed a stretch four. And Patrick Patterson is on a cheap Taj deal is, with them. Yeah, where, his deal is really. Where Taj is, is not yeah. cheap. I mean, he's fourteen million dollars a year. So, uh, I just I I really like that. That's just Tibbs getting his guy a check. That's just Tibbs getting his guy a check. Yeah. Though. <laughs> Which I mean, props to both of them. That, I mean, that's cool, but that's the last check that they're going to be able to really you write you, out in a while. You watch your damn yeah, mouth. I'd rather have Taj Gibson than. He's been I'd shooting corner have Taj threes. To Patrick Patterson he in a vacuum. I just mean. Shooting, Patrick's a nice guy to have. Yeah. Yo, you know Todd Gibson's the first ever NBA player wearing a number sixty-seven. No it looks really weird, yeah. but I mean it's pretty fly. I mean, it looks I very weird. I like it though. Uh, who's your coach of the year? So I went back and forth on this. Um, I sold out. I sold out. So I almost copped out. So I'm assuming if you copped out, you went with yeah. you went with Pop. Yeah, I kind of think he's gonna win it though. I really, do, especially with all his, the 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 Trump the Trump season the full season of Trump with him. Like he's gonna get, he's gonna be on the mic a lot, and he's gonna get a lot of love just for that stuff. And like he could technically win it every year. Um, so I I only reason I did not go with him because I was trying to think who else is just gonna get 
the media just fondling over them. So I put sure. Brad Stevens that's, down. That's a pretty good pick. Um, I mean, if it if it goes if it if that thing pops off and like ends up being all right, like I was pretty surprised he didn't get more love last year for it. Um, but I think like people, if he they do if, with all the turnover they've had on that team, like and if they're competitive and they're you know going toe to toe with the Cavs for that number one seed, and you know their what's it their over under was 50, 55 so. games, right? Yeah, I mean, if they hit that, I think he'll definitely. I mean, he'll definitely get it. But, um, yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's a pretty, pretty solid. I don't know if they give it to Steve Kerr is like a fun something, but um, yeah, I think it might be Brad Stevens' call for this year. Um, that's. Then how many snowflake NBA media writers there are, though? Because then they'll pick. Yeah, they'll definitely pick Pop. I mean, I couldn't believe that Mike D'Antoni won last year, to be honest. It was pretty surprising. Yeah. Just because of, like, everything around the D'Antoni thing, I was like, yeah, I mean, they improved a lot and they put up a ton of points. But, yeah, I, I wasn't – I was way more impressed that the Spurs won 60 games last <laughs> well, year. they're going to do it again this thing. year, maybe. Um, all right. Yeah. Always bet the over player. for them. I put Kawhi down. I got, I got Draymond um, on this. I think he's gonna. I think Draymond will repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't no, Kawhi, Kawhi won it last year? Yeah. Yo, really? Mm. Well, it's about damn time Kawhi Leonard won it. <laughs> Draymond, you mean? <laughs> no, it's about time Kawhi, Kawhi won it. Two years before that, homie. I thought he only won one. No, yeah, I'm looking you look this that up. up. But I, I have Draymond winning again just because I think the Warriors are, might win 70 games and he's going to play I, great defense. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. Dray, I mean, I, Draymond is our logo, so. so uh, It'd be very on brand yeah, to me exactly. to be against that. So hit me. I do. Who do you. Who'd you go with for MVP, man? I want to. Is I'm assuming it's Giannis. <laughs> it is Giannis. It is. I um. So I, a lot of people are being down on the Bucks a little bit, and just like I'm, I've drank so much Bucks Kool Aid over the summer, folks. That I'm just drunk on the Bucks, and until someone like sobers me up and I come to my senses, like. I think the Bucks are going to win 50 games at least. I think they're going to be the three seed. I think he is just going to tear it up. Um, and I'm a little upset. I mean, the thing is I am upset with Kyrie for doing this, for demanding the trade because getting traded because he pissed LeBron off, and I didn't want to piss off LeBron season. I wanted just a nice melancholy I'm gonna try to win one more finals, but not really care in the regular season. Now LeBron's gonna give like a ton of fucks in the regular season, and that's not good. Um, but Giannis isn't afraid of LeBron, and uh, he is uh, willing to go up toe to toe with him. So um, I'm excited for us to go to that game on Friday and and see it in live in person. A couple Titans battle it out, but. Um, yeah, man, I just think, I mean, if he's able to shoot at any decent clip, it's so over. 
Like, people are done. Like, it is just, I mean, he is, he has, folks, improved every statistic in, in, in his career every single year. He's improved every statistic, has gone up every single, single season he's played. So, does that again this year? Like, he already led the Bucks in points, rebounds, <laughs> assists, steals, and blocks last year. Yeah. Does that again. I mean, yeah, I'm just, uh, I got to go with, stay on brand and, and be with my, my boy. We've, uh, I've been, I've been right about everything he's done in his career to this point. Um, so I'm going to continue to, to write those checks and have Giannis cash them for I me. I take Braun. And I don't think, I don't think we need to go too yeah, in I depth mean, here other than the fact that he's just, uh, I think he's going to, He's going to be pretty pissed off about the whole Kyrie thing. I think he's playing against an awful Eastern Conference. Uh, I think that he's got um, a lot of talent around him still and a roster that really fits his skill set, which is get an open space and find the open man or get an open space and then go lay it in 10, 15 times a game. And, uh, you know, his numbers, I think, may not be like that much better than you normally see. I think he's going to be floating right around that 27-7-7 that he does every single season, but I think he's going to be even more efficient this season. I could, I think that he'll be knocking down the three at a, at a more efficient rate than he has historically. And uh, I think... Go ahead. See... No, I was. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just, like, do you think he's going to play... Uh... I do, yeah. Seventy games, like that's the only thing with him. Okay, because that's like my one thing with him is I'm like, I know he's gonna be pissed off and motivated, but then like the, because of how bad the East is gonna be, like if they're up, you know, if they're like you know they're thirty and ten, you know the all, you know, are they fifty and twenty, whatever the case may be for them, like, at what point is he just gonna be like, yeah, I just need to get right for for the playoffs and like kind of back off of it or is he just going to be like I'm going to try to do it all this year and like show Kyrie show everyone like what's up like I just I mean he's just too smart and like he's so self aware now especially now that he's making jokes he's about him be- going bald and stuff but like I just wonder like how that's going to play out like if he's just if he wants to do it and just like take that um but yeah, I mean, I think we should also like. I mean, Katie, I think is like a real, yeah, is a real shot for it. I mean, if the Pelicans yeah. end up being good, I think it will be because Anthony Davis is playing like an absolute animal. Um, I'm not ruling him out, uh, and then uh, I don't like James Harden's chances. And I don't like Russ's chances given the players that are added to those rosters. No. Russ Russ and James Harden will get no love this year after the yeah. their playoff stuff last year. It's gonna go to a top fourteen. It's gonna go to you know, I think if yeah, the Bucks win fifty games like that Giannis has the chance there and that's what I'm banking on, but otherwise yeah, I think it's gonna go to one of the the staple dudes, someone on the it's gonna go to Kawhi. LeBron, Katie, or Steph. Um, we're uh, we're running pretty late here, PJ. We should close up shop, but now get the people ready for the season. If you're all listening, to this, we got some great games this week. 
Celtics Cavs tomorrow. Great games. Warriors tomorrow. That feels good. Uh, Bucks Celtics Wednesday. Wizards Sixers Wednesday. T Wolves Spurs Wednesday, along with a bunch of other ones. Um, I'm really excited to watch the Rockets Warriors tomorrow. Can't wait to see Celtics versus Cavs. But if Ron doesn't play, I'm going to be really bummed out. So I hope he plays. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm just ready to consume every inch and ounce of basketball I can. I'm going to take a couple of, of IVs and just hook them up to the veins and just let let the basketball high just take me over. Hey, you, you, man. Uh, so uh, thanks, uh, everyone, always for listening to the pod. I would appreciate a, a positive review from you guys. And um, check us out at pointforwardnba.com and email us questions, comments. Things, uh, things that we should incorporate in the show at the point for NBA at gmail.com. And uh, we will be back next week to recap the first week of the NBA season. Yeah, man. It's going to be awesome. Everyone enjoy your happy association day being back. If you're listening to this Tuesday morning, uh, it's going to be a fun I'll season. See you. I'll see you at the Bucks Cats game on Friday, Beach. Yes, sir. Maybe we'll Instagram live some of it.